morning. Good morning. So if you are coming in, welcome to part one of a free morning part series where I'm going to be breaking down some popular diets that um, you may look to do over the January period. You know, there's lots around which diet shall I do. So I want to touch on today, um, starting with the first two that we're going to cover uh, today. And over the next three days, we'll hopefully cover ones that you maybe have looked at, maybe that you've seen doing in a in a non-biased but actually helpful way because actually every diet has benefits whether it's gluten-free, carnivore, Atkins, vegan, vegetarian, they all have uh, benefits. So the first one I want to talk about is a gluten-free diet and this has probably had like the most, um, it's probably been killed a bit, a little bit by being looking like more of a fad probably because it can be done unnecessarily. Um, you know, a lot of people might go have read stuff or seen stuff where gluten, because it causes X, Y, Z in people who are maybe uh, gluten intolerant, however that may be, I'll come on to that in a second, or celiac disease, people may have actually gone, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go gluten-free as well because it causes these autoimmune conditions, it causes psoriasis, it can cause this, it can cause this. And, and, and there's... There may maybe merit to that in people with um, a certain allergy, um, but for all it's like you know, go on a gluten free diet it solves all, which is obviously not correct. But for all of that, there are a lot of benefits. Like I said, I'm going to make this really balanced. But there are a lot of ba- ba- benefits um, to this. Like I, I follow a gluten free diet myself um, for many reasons, but one of the reasons of the benefits. Um, are in terms of it reduces your fermentable carbohydrates. So people without celiac um, disease may experience lots of benefits when they cut out gluten. They might go, say someone has IBS, they might have like um, irritable bowel syndrome, other bowel issues, bloating, flatulence, and they might notice it quite a benefit when they go gluten-free. And this might not be because they've gone gluten-free. Um, now, this actually could be that they've lowered a fermentable, uh, the fermentable carbohydrates in their diet in general, which are known as FODMAPs. So you might have heard of FODMAP foods before. It's quite a challenging, restrictive diet to follow. So you could argue here that actually just going gluten-free will reduce that and actually end up someone being more low-carb. We will cover low-carb, by the way, which by default reduces the fermentability of the carbohydrate. And what FODMAPs are essentially fermentable carbohydrates, which are most carbohydrates, a lot of carbohydrates, fermentable foods rather, they go through our small intestine and are largely undigested, then our large intestine um, will have to ferment them. But I won't go into it too uh, much, but we might have things called SIBO, small intestinal uh, bacteria overgrowth, which can cause IBS as well and symptoms around that and gut distress so actually going on a gluten-free diet may relieve a lot of them perhaps it's almost like an un not because of it directly but indirectly through the FODMAP but if someone has celiac etc that can be a benefit of course as well Um, but also around um, gluten-free by default someone will probably eat fewer carbohydrates which might not be a bad thing for them. And let's face it, there's not, by going on a gluten-free diet, I actually don't think you're at risk, and I'm gonna go over this the whole time, 
of like a deficiency in anything really like it's very there's no like real key minerals or nutrients that it's like if you go gluten free you're going to miss out on you do very well to if you replace them often people actually replace them with more higher protein foods and get more protein in diet they might be accompanied with things like omega-3 with um other essential fats they might just go the gluten-free variety of it and by default they're probably still going to get the fiber in etc so um i wouldn't really worry about anything in that side so you know a gluten-free diet can definitely work for people um it's a simple way to reduce carbohydrates potentially um, and a simple way to potentially reduce fermentable carbohydrates uh, for fermentable foods rather in someone's diet which may help with ibs so there are some benefits there um so that pretty much sums up the, the gluten-free diet gluten is um, a type of protein even though it's not seen as a protein it is actually a protein the actual thing of gluten not doesn't mean a slice of bread is good source of protein uh, but it is a type of protein um, a low quality protein albeit found in breads um, pastas uh, things like that so um, on to the vegan diet now and, and this has become very popular I'm not just going to sit here and say it's it's inferior full stop um, but what I am going to say is, you know, people do it for many reasons and it can be done well and it can be done less well. And that's the important thing to consider. And it's more about looking at, okay, if I go vegan, what foods am I missing out on? Let's, let's put it that way. Okay, so vitamin B12, I'm probably going to be missing out on that. Where can I get that from? Do I need to supplement with that or can I include that in certain foods? Do I need to eat more cereals? And now this is like weight loss aside on here more cereals more fortified foods can i add more nut milks in can i add more nutritional yeast in because we know that that's a, a vegan source of a source of that um we know from research that um generally levels of creatine are lower um, which could be linked to mental health cognitive health and we know that energy levels could be at risk and then we've got to link, look at okay i'm not eating like meat where's where am i getting my iron from at the moment should i supplement with iron yes there's some in things like greens like spinach but this is a this is an iron a type of iron called non-heme non-heme is not very well absorbed or converted in the body to heme iron which you'd find in like say beef um so you would need to have a hell of a lot of that yes there's a lot of iron on paper in spinach but it has to be converted to heme iron and the conversion from non-heme to heme isn't very good so do i need to supplement with that um, omega-3 um, again if you're not eating fish and this is where it comes in in terms of if you're vegetarian you might serve better because you might go um, in terms of the the calcium side of things you might end up going down the route of you know, still having dairy in your diet but calcium if you're not having um, dairy yes again you can get this from from plant-based foods but you might want to consider supplementing with that uh, omega-3 back to where I was so an algae supplement can be a good one on a vegan diet because you've got to consider where am I where am I getting that um, again with iron like beans spinach there's a few things you can do to help with iron absorption um, take vitamin c around when you have that and avoid tea and coffee tea and coffee contain tannins which are great but they also bind to iron receptors which may impact the absorption of iron so you might want to consider consider that the standard things, maybe choline as well, you might want to look at supplementing with. Uh, vitamin D3 is normal. I recommend that uh, full stuff anyway. Um, and 
that would be my biggest go-to. Then it's about looking at, okay, in terms of protein intake, I would like to think it's easier to replace protein these days, but the alternatives are often like very pricey um, and very processed. We're not really sure how good they are. I mean, the amino acids, a lot of them, a lot of the soy-based ones, are maybe maybe at least as good, uh, sorry, maybe at best as good as like the meat alternatives at best, but they are lacking in then other minerals in them. Um, and we have, they have seen quite a sharp decline um, in the sales of those, those foods. They almost exploded, then there's been a bit of a decline, whether that's taste, whether that's whatever. Um, so it is possible to get enough protein then, like beans, legumes, lentils, and then having like tofu, things like that would be my advice in on that area. So that is um, the first part. And there's two ones we've covered in there, the gluten-free diet and the vegan diet. Things to consider whether you're vegan or not. You know, can I add more beans, legumes and things into my diet if, I, if I'm looking to get more protein even from an um, omnivore-based diet? Uh, gluten-free, do you, is it gluten-free or is it the FODMAP food you need to consider? Might be something to look at. Um, so I hope that helps. And if you are coming in with our free five-day kickstart on Monday the 9th of January, we will help you create a diet for you with this. That's Monday the 9th of January. I'll put the link in the comments. Any questions, let me know. Have an awesome day and I will see you soon.